Welcome to Spark Creators, a podcast that empowers kids to learn, create, and become. This podcast invites creators and entrepreneurs from all over to share their stories and ideas. We believe every kid is creative. It's just a matter of taking that first step and starting now. We hope this podcast can inspire you to create something that makes a difference in the world. If you want to stay inspired, remember to subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Or visit us at peachandplumlab.com slash podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to Spot Creators. I'm your host, Lee Zen. Thanks for tuning in today with me. This is a very special timing where a lot of you, including myself, are staying home so much due to the coronavirus. My parents, um, they actually live in Hunan province in China, and it is just right below Hubei province, Wuhan city, you know, where the virus originated, according to the news. So I have been constantly hearing updates about coronavirus since in the very beginning of the year. Luckily now, after a couple of weeks of staying home, the number of people getting affected has dramatically reduced in China. So a lot of people started to get back to work. But of course, they're still very cautious about keeping themselves safe. However, the problem now is that it has spreaded across the world, where a lot of people's life um, were really impacted due to the outbreak. In California, where I live right now, the government has made announcement for staying at home since early March. So I have been working from home since months ago. Definitely, let's stay safe and keep the social distance needed to slow down or even clear up the spreads of the virus. All right. So today, I actually wanted to share with you guys about what have I learned. From running this Spark podcast for a year, I started this podcast around March and April last year in 2019. Until now, it's almost 50 episodes, and this is the 50th episode. And I'm really, really excited that after a year that I get to this milestone. So it's very exciting and. There are a lot more episodes are in the pipeline, and I'm really excited to share this topic with you guys. So hopefully, you can learn something in the process as well while you're listening to my podcast. So running a podcast definitely takes a lot more effort than keeping a blog, for example, because it has involve it has to involve other people like the guests and even some co-host in the beginning. So I will tell you a lot um, stories. That's what I did earlier, and then what I'm doing right now. And even though I know this is a personal effort, where I am passionate about this topic, empowering young creators to create and become entrepreneurs, but I'm still not sure where this kind of impact、um, would go. Actually, like how many kids and parents out there are listening, and if educators are interested in this podcast at all. I'm in it more for myself to learn and also expand my network in this educational field, and to find a lot of awesome people that I can learn from and I can interview at the same time inspire you guys. 
All right. That being said, what did I learn running a podcast for a year? I'm going to share with you guys four points in this podcast. Number one: overcome fear and judgment takes a little process. When I first started the podcast, I was actually afraid of running this show solely. First, English is not my mother language. Second, it is a podcast for kids and family, so I thought it would be nice to have some young host who speak English as a native to host to co-host the show with me. So I took some efforts looking for two co-hosts, middle schoolers and high schoolers, actually in the Bay Area in California, where I can see them and meet up with them, and so we can run the show together. Sometimes when we have two guests, like father and son、um, team or a mother and daughter team, come to our podcast, we ended up having like four people in one video chat, which can be a little chaotic, to be honest.、Um, since I run the show, so my job is mainly contacting the guest and also preparing questions. Um, that is the main part of my job. In the very beginning, I try to let the co-host to prepare their own questions too, but they're still in school and they have a lot going on, and it's really actually really hard for them to come up with questions ahead of time and ask. So I actually wrote some questions for them to ask、um, ahead of time for them. During、um, the process, though, I learned that. Sometimes it's actually better for the host to learn the guests and to research and come up with questions that really relate to them. But due to the limitation of the recording device, when I first started, I actually drove thirty miles even per、um, way to to our co-host's home or to their place、uh, every time when we conduct an interview, and that in the beginning lasted for. Three months, and that's why I totally feel in the very beginning was a full time job to run this podcast. So as the podcast developed, and I started to interviewing guests online with our co host, still finding a time with the co host and the guest is really really hard. Yeah, just in general, finding a time that fits three people rather than two is harder than. Than ever, so slowly I started to accept the fact that sometimes my co-host、um, cannot join me all the time during every interview. So starting in 2020, early this year, I started running this show all by myself. In the process, though, I figured out that having co-host、um, in the very beginning is actually totally giving myself courage to get started. I had fear doing this solely, and I am afraid. Like you, as listeners, sometimes maybe you will see mistakes or、uh, grammar mistakes or accents in my pronunciation. It's because English is、um, not my mother language. Till today, I still find sometimes I make grammar mistakes when I、uh, make a sentence or、um, have some kind of imperfect pronunciation when I did certain words. But I know. It is not avoidable because I was not born here in the U.S. So the only thing I can do is to、um, pay attention to those 
mistakes and note them down sometimes and keep like frequently uh, practice them and then keep improving. So as a matter of fact, I know I have improved a lot since the very first um, episode that I did. And my husband is a great help, and he speaks English natively, so he would give me a lot of suggestions and also point out what exactly um, what my mistake is and how I pronounce things wrong, so that I actually can note them down and pay attention in the future. So as a result, the more episodes that I do, the less fear I had now toward talking to others and express myself freely and with my second language. I know those grammar and accents actually matter maybe to a lot of podcast listeners, but I have the determination to improve it. Also, I truly believe the mission and the purpose behind this podcast,、uh, which is to empower kids、um, to learn, create, and become, and empower parents to support their own kids to、um, be someone who they really want to be in the future. So that gave me a lot of devotion to keep doing this podcast and just keep interviewing and guests. So that is the first thing I learned: overcoming my own fear and others' judgment actually takes a little time. I might not be able to run the podcast solely、uh, in the very beginning, but now I am ready this year. So I attribute all those to my co-host. And who has actually worked with me and helped me, supported me at the time when I really need that、uh, assurance and also encouragement. So thank you guys. And as you guys listen to my previous podcast, you know their name. They are Yang Gao and Jennifer Lee and Ria Merchandani. So I wanted to appreciate you guys and thank you so much for being there for me、uh, when I first started. All right. So the second thing I learned is that self-doubt is the biggest obstacle in achieving our goals. So to be honest, one of the biggest concern for an interview-based、uh, type of podcast is to find awesome guests. In the beginning, I limited myself only thinking about people whom I know already. So I listed a bunch of people who I worked with, like friends who I know, and people who I talk, who I can talk to. As a result, it's actually not that easy to ask people around me to fill、um, the criteria that I needed for a specific series of episodes. For example. When I was doing the series on study and become, I really wanted to find、um, a student from a private high school in the Bay Area. I asked、um, parents around and asked them if they know anybody, like anyone is going to Harker, which is a very competitive private、um, high school in the Bay Area, and they either have nothing, you know, they can. Think of nobody they can think of, or they had nothing to share with me on the podcast. So I ended up searching online myself and、uh, found ex- the exact person that I really wanted to interview. And if you guys have listened, that is the episode number six. Ayush Alag, how to solve a real world problem as a high school student. So through that, we had a great conversation on the topic related to. Um, solving a problem in high school, and also really devote your time into researching and make an impact、uh, with a simple, simple problem that you found around you.
Throughout the whole process of reaching out to different guests, I have grown from thinking my podcast is so new and only had a few episodes, and how would this kind of guest join wanted to join my interview? To another mindset, something like this is the exact person I am looking for. Reaching out、um, boldly and just plan to deal with the rejections. That kind of transformation came from me trying to reach to some、uh, very influential guests, and they actually ended up always like agreeing to be on my podcast. So I started to think, oh my gosh, even this level of guest wanted to be on my show. Maybe my podcast isn't bad at all. So the series on change makers in education. Uh, that whole series really strengthened my belief on that because the guests I booked、um, are actually internationally known for their achievements in the educational field. So if you guys wanted to check out those episodes, and、um, that is episode sixteen to twenty, and I had invited Dr. Dennis Lickey, who is the founder,、uh, co-founder, and co-director of Matt, the Matt School. And he's the co-founder of Big Picture Learning, and also he's the president of College Unbounds. And it's quite interesting that we ended up meeting in person in San Francisco because he came for a conference that weekend. And it was funny. This morning, I actually also chatted with Dr. Dennis Lickey, and we became good friends.、Um, whenever I needed someone to、um, bounce ideas around, or I want, I needed some suggestions when I. Um, have different ideas, and he's actually there for me. So I was really, really、um, happy and also impressed that people like his level, you know, could be part of my show and also became friends、um, of mine. And I can keep this relationship going. So another episode in the same series is. Um, from Dr. Elon Li, she、um, was the founder. She is the founder of E2 International School, and also she is the director of Bill Gates Foundation in China. And、uh, knowing her, it was an honor. And actually, she agreed to my pod to come to my podcast. And we also met in person, and we actually shoot a video. Instead of just、um, recording the episodes, which made me really think that、uh, what I'm doing is impactful and can also change people's mind, no matter how busy they are or how influential they are. So that gave me a lot of belief and and strengthened my idea of keep this podcast going. And in the same episodes,、um, episode nineteen, that was、um, Larry Rosenstock. He is the Founder and CEO of the San Diego-based High Tech High, a network of charter schools that is very popular actually in the U- U.S. So,、uh, talking to him about project-based learning, it was an eye-opening experience. And also,、um, episode twenty, it was color visual, and we talked about the impact behind teacher of colors. So, actually, I was able to invite people from various backgrounds. And different race and diversity, and which I'm really proud that episodes actually came out is what I have imagined in the very beginning. So from then on, I stopped the self doubt thinking and just simply focus on one goal: what kind of guest would fit best for the series that I planned. 
Indeed, it is a very eye-opening experience since I shifted my mindset. And I ju I'm just so astounded that how much my show has evolved since then. I know that the learning self-doubt is the biggest obstacles in achieving our goals. Sounds kind of cliche, but experiencing it through made me like just a much better problem solver and overall entrepreneur and risk taker. So I hope everyone who um, is listening that you guys are in the process of reaching your goals and can also learn something from your real like experience as well. So the third thing that I learned from running this podcast uh, for a year is simplicity also means efficiency. So in last year, I tried many different ways to run this podcast. I talked um, to guests in person. I tried opening the door actually to listeners as like a live podcast show um, on Zoom while recording the, the, the podcast. And I also tried to schedule with co-host at the same time, figuring out what our guest time would be. All in all, it was a lot to deal with when I made it very complicated. That's why back in October, I decided to take a little break last year and see how I can improve my current way of running the podcast. So starting this year in 2020, I decided to simplify the process of running this podcast. First, I reach out to guests in bulk and I move on to find replacement when people don't respond me or when they reject me. And then I use a tool called Calendarly to ask guests to book the time with me. And I wrote down all the necessary tips and on the confirmation page. So actually, I don't have to repeat the same email for every guest. And it's a, it becomes a very automatic process. And then I also made a promise to all the guests I would send out questions um, to them before the interview, one or two days before the interview. And I have never missed sending one ever since um, because I made the promise. And those questions are actually really, really important for me as a, a host in this podcast to research about the guest and conduct um, a better interview so the overall experience made me to learn about them and ask better questions. So at the same time, this really act as a reminder for the guest, like one or two days before then an interview, say, oh, your interview is coming up soon, so don't forget about it. So I think some guests in the past actually forgot the interview and didn't show up. So I think this is actually uh, working great, um, sending out questions one to two days ahead of time. Lastly, I conducted the interview on the scheduled day and really enjoyed a great conversation with our guests. I added all the episodes together from the same series um, at a very designated time, uh, mostly sometimes on the weekends, and that reduces all the pressure of publishing and editing the episodes very last minute before publishing. So it became a very smooth process where I bulk plan and bulk edit the, um, edit the podcast. I find it much relaxing and at ease when I know that some content that um, I have planned is two or three months ahead of my publishing schedule. So this type of simplicity brought me a lot of efficiency running this podcast and I hope that can keep moving 
um, keep improving the process and make it even better in the future. So last thing I learned is never underestimate the power of consistency. I started this podcast mainly for two reasons. One, I wanted to keep learning. And two, I enjoy talking to people. On top of that, I hope these conversations can really inspire kids and parents and to help them to dream big and also take actions on their ideas. So personally, I have to say every conversation I had with the guest is a very eye-opening experience. My knowledge has expanded from kids' entrepreneurship to overall education for youth. For example, the next series, we are going to talk about critical skills for young leaders. And all, a lot of this uh, conversation I had with industry experts actually made me realize like, how much I am learning and how much like I can offer in the future for my own kids as well. So including those episodes and uh, I also have interviewed like parents and kids who are making very specific products for a very specific markets. Knowing what I know now compared to what I know oh, a year ago, it has been a very a huge like growth journey. So the only rule I have to set for this podcast is to keep um, the consistency, basically publish it once per week. And it is not easy to have a weekly podcast while working full-time as a product designer in Silicon Valley. There are a lot of difficulties um, finding guests, scheduling guests, and even have the time to publish and even promote the podcast. But I know um, it is the level of consistency that can bring me great growth and also with potential audiences in the future. And me, myself, who has a background in user experience design, I know the importance of talking to end users, like the kids and parents that I intend to serve. So um, the podcast also becomes my kind of weekly user interview session with a lot of um, people who are from the educational fields and experts um, and even customers potentially in the future. So I don't know how long I would keep running this podcast, but as my last point that I just made, never underestimate the power of consistency. Let's see what will happen once I get to another 50 episodes or 100 episodes and even more. All right, everyone, that is what I learned from running a podcast for a year from 2019 to 2020 from all 50 episodes. I hope it's helpful for those who are wanting maybe to have your own podcast or at least to let you know or get to know me a little bit better as the host or even just it's an encouragement for anything that you're doing right now, right? Overcoming fear and sometimes having self-doubt, but now you know that could be the biggest obstacles in terms of achieving your goal. And also, um, when you do something, keep consistency and make it simple. And all those things are very basic, but I think learning from real life is, is very, very different. I know our show mostly are interviews with guests, so there's not a lot of chunks that I can share 
um, my personal opinion or even just um, my own personality a lot of times in the show. So if you wanted to get to know me more or wanted to hear things like this and simply uh, go to the review in iTunes or Spotify and leave me a review. As I said, I don't know much about you. Either you are a parent or um, a high schooler or even a teacher who's is there listening to this, I hope that you can you enjoy this show. And at the same time, um, I just wish I can know you a little bit more. Um, yeah, I would appreciate if you spent some time, go to iTunes and leave me a review and tell me what you think. And if you have any other ideas I can bring in into this podcast, I would highly appreciate it. All right, uh, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, I am your host, Lee Zen. This is a podcast that empowers kids to learn, create, and become, and a podcast to support teachers and parents to allow their kids to do bigger things than the dream. All right. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Spark Creators Podcast at peachandplumlab.com.